Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Grace and Joy podcast for HSPs, intuitives, empaths and all who want to live a happier heart-centered life. This episode is focusing on EFT or emotional freedom techniques and it's something that I've used in my life quite a few years now and I've been training in it more recently because I'd love to offer it to other people even though I've incorporated it into art workshops and other areas it's great to learn more about it in a training sense and it's been wonderful to apply it and just to see the results that other people feel from it as well so this is a a brief introduction to EFT to return to our natural state which is one of clarity and health and peace and it removes all the limiting beliefs all the pains all the blocks to this natural state so that we have a better balance and well-being in our lives and it's all based on ancient chinese medicine which is thousands and thousands of years old and it's been evolved and explored throughout the years and used more and more now in western medicine which doesn't take an holistic view of the person but it's becoming more and more interested in looking at how the body can heal itself and how it works as a, a wonderful complementary to all sorts of western medicine as well so what I love about EFT is that you're creating a space for this feeling or this pain to be very present and you're recognizing this sensation that it's here in your body and you're locating where it is you're noticing its intensity and you're being the space for this feeling sensation or energy and inviting it without judging it And it may seem counterintuitive, but you want to feel it. And I'm always reminded of the Buddhist nun Pema Chodron, who states, we need to lean into the sharp points. And as Louise Hay also says in a very clear image, we also need to see the dirt if we want to clear the house. So we just want to see the areas that can be cleansed so that we can return to our open natural state. EFT is not at all about putting difficult feelings in a box and hiding it away on a top shelf, which is what so many people were taught for many, many years. It's not about that at all because we know through experience that they come back to alarm us when we least expect it. So it's not about that. But equally, it's not about identifying as this situation. So we recognize that fear is here or we have a backache or we have a stomachache or we have anxiety and it's in our body and it's so visceral but we are not that so it's recognizing that it's here but it's noticing that we are not our sensations it's an aspect of what we're experiencing at the moment but it's not who we are and that's a little bit like when we 
experience times with our children or with anybody when you dissociate the behavior from the person. So if your child is um, angry and really, really feeling difficult things, they are not anger themselves. You know, they are not bad. Even if they're displaying behavior that is really difficult to cope with, they are not difficult. Their behavior is difficult. So there's that space, there's that gap between them and the behavior. You're not saying and labeling them as their behavior, which would be very detrimental and really damaging. So EFT is a little bit like that, where you're being the space for all of this to take place. This is happening. And that might sound a bit vague and woolly, but it really isn't. It's a very practical process. Okay, so you're creating a dialogue with these sharp points, as Pema Chodron calls them, but you're not saying you are these sensations. You're being present with them and giving them a voice in this larger, gentle, allowing space. It's when we stuff emotions, stuff pain, no, we'll get on with it anyway, you know, keep calm and carry on. It's that kind of attitude, very British attitude as well, that means we're not actually being honest with ourselves. We're not allowing it to be as it is. And that could cause all sorts of problems later on down the line. I think as well of Elizabeth Gilbert, when she writes a lot on shame and vulnerability, and also about allowing your fears to be with you, but don't let them drive the car. They can be in the car, they can be sitting on the back seat, because you're not going to get rid of them completely. They might be with you your whole life, but they don't have to take the steering wheel. you know. And a way of doing that is by listening to them and giving them a voice, so they're not jumping up and down, trying to get your attention all the time and taking over all of the space, all of the time, all of your attention. Okay, so... There's a lot of scientific evidence that's based on research by clinical psychologists, which shows how the procedure works in the body, based on traditional Chinese medicine, which has evolved over thousands of years. And the psychologist Roger Callahan discovered that the meridians and acupressure points associated with acupuncture work just as well when the points are stimulated on the body through tapping without needles. And there are 20 meridians or energy channels around the body associated with the different organs in the body. And there are 359 standard acupressure points very close to the skin surface. And it has been noticed that when stimulating these points, patients' dis-ease or disease, illness, fears, all sorts of sensations, they came back into balance. And it has been a surprising finding, but one that works repeatedly again and again and again. And EFT is used in the sports industry to improve performance and healing through sports injuries, also by doctors, healthcare workers, nurses, teachers, and all sorts of well-being practitioners, because the results have been so convincing. EFT shows evidence of massively reducing stress hormones such as adrenaline and cortisol in the body and clients and patients themselves have healed faster and they feel better because they're connecting with the peacefulness inside that reduces anxiety and fear and it allows the body to access its own natural healing process from within which is always stifled when we're in a state of fear. 
EFT also addresses the core issues that lie far deeper than the symptoms which manifest as illnesses or body complaints or fears. And it goes back through the patterning of these issues. And when those can be tackled, almost like magic, the symptoms also disappear. One of the reasons I love it as an HSP, a highly sensitive, a happy sensitive, I should say, um, it's a very kind and gentle approach and it's a way of getting very present in your body again when we tend, some more than others, in our modern Western society to dissociate from the body where everything is very much up in our heads, you know, in our minds and we're separated from a greater sense of awareness of who we really are because there's so much thinking and it's all ego-driven, all this social construct of our identity and we lose touch with our bodies and a grounded sense and the greater wisdom that connect us much more honestly with what is true. And also, you know, really the worst thing that can happen with EFT is that it doesn't work. <laughs> and that's absolutely fine. If it doesn't work for you, it's absolutely fine. It can work for thousands of others, but everyone has their different route. Everyone responds in a different way, of course. So there's nothing else you need for EFT, just your fingers. And even if you can't use those for whatever reason, you can simply vividly imagine doing it. So you can really see yourself as a mental image. You can see yourself going through it. And if you vividly imagine it strongly and intensely enough, the body can't tell the difference between an actual event happening and one that's vividly imagined. So that's not the way I do it, but I'm just saying you can do it if you can't have access to your fingers <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, so you just need a little bit of space and time, maybe even just one minute, and the benefits can be so great. I remember when I used to be in meetings as a teacher in college and in schools, and I'd find them quite stressful sometimes. And I would tap with just my middle finger and my thumb underneath the table or on my leg. So it's very surreptitious. No one knows you're doing it. And I would say in my mind, even though I'm finding this really difficult, I deeply and completely accept myself anyway. Or I'm feeling the stress in my body, feeling that churning in my stomach and wanting to get away but I'm okay with this and there is space for this and I accept myself anyway and doing this stopped me from feeling such a nervous anxiety at the time I, I really did feel such nerves and awkwardness in in situations like this but it brought me down again into my body and being present and more grounded meant that I remained clearer and I was more focused and more rooted to the chair <laughs> and to being in the situation and to those around me. I wasn't flying up out of my body as some of us do sometimes in stressful situations. So grounding is brilliant with EFT, uh, bringing you back into your body and gaining therefore a really much greater perspective when you need it. And noticing and voicing what you're feeling in the moment, that's so empowering. And as with anything, the more you do it, the more you develop your memory, your muscle memory, your body memory. So sometimes now just starting the process of tapping 
even just having the intention that I'm going to do it, whether that's through the whole sequence or just on my collarbone, say one of the points, it automatically lowers the stress levels and the intensity of whatever you're feeling or experiencing because your body knows what's coming next and it's learned from experience that, ah, there's going to be some peace and comfort and a sense of releasing these negative or difficult feelings or pains. So that's another wonderful thing about EFT. And I know that people can understandably be really sceptical because you see someone tapping on parts of their face and you think, well, how on earth can that do anything? (laughs) That's just ridiculous. And it does look a bit bonkers. But I think when we're open and willing, we can experience surprising results. And we don't need to look at all the history of it all to see how it is being done. But just to be aware that there is a lot of science behind this. And there's been a lot of experimentation, a lot of testing, a lot of engaging with people from all walks of life. It's been taken very seriously. So a lot of scientific research has gone into recognizing how beneficial this is. But in a way, you don't need to know all of that because you can just try it and see. So if it's not for you, that's okay. But if it is for you, it could open up a whole new experience of releasing, limiting beliefs, fears, chronic pains, addictive behaviors, all sorts, and feeling happier, less anxious. It just addresses everything, really. There's nothing you can't apply it to. And it's great for all ages. It's great for children. It's great for adults of all ages as well. And So it can open you to so many more beautiful things because it clears the space for all of the positive, wonderful things to happen. So this is just a very brief introduction to help me to explain really how EFT has affected me and my take on it. Because you'll find that different EFT practitioners focus and present EFT in different ways and sometimes with different specialisms, different areas. And I think for me, it'll always be the gentle approach. It'll always be a curiosity and a wonder and an openness and a willingness and also an acceptance and a non-judging, which is the fundamental basis for all of EFT, no matter how we approach it. So thanks for listening. And In the future, I'm going to go through some tapping with you if you want to, and I'll be writing some scripts and just seeing how they go, because I'm also doing one-to-one client sessions at the moment, gaining practice and seeing what works well. Okay, so thanks for listening. I'll stop now, and I'll see you again in the next episode. We've got some lovely guest interviews coming up, so see you again. Bye! I'd like to add as well that doing EFT and really inviting these fears to be present in your body and to find out more about any pains and sensations that are in your body or any associations with an illness or disease that you might have or dis-ease. It takes a lot of courage and it's a very brave thing to do because it's the opposite of what we might want to do. You know, we we tend to run away from things like this and 
and try to dumb them down or numb them out, the first thing you do when you have a headache even is to take a couple of paracetamol or some anodins. But sometimes it's far better, rather than just covering over the pain, whatever it is, is to look more deeply into it because there are often other causes for it. I'm not saying that taking pills is wrong because of course it's not and it can help it really really can help but so can this in conjunction with taking the pills so yeah just a note of how courageous it is to to do this kind of inner work thank you for listening to this latest episode of the grace and joy podcast and i hope you enjoyed it and if you did please do like and subscribe via any of the podcast platforms that you use to listen, be it Apple or Google or Deezer or any of these. And please do contact me via my website if you'd like to. That is www.rowenascotney.com where you can also find lots of information about my artwork, my workshops and loads of other things. Have a wonderful day. Bye.